Welcome to the BigBusinessZoo.com speaker series on how to increase your sales, network, and site rank. This series features podcasts that highlight powerful ways to leverage digital assets such as video, audio, blogging, mobile apps, and other digital tools. Today's guest is Casey Eberhardt, known as the Ideal Networker and a corporate training speaker. He is also the CEO of DNETTV.com. Today, Casey will highlight how you can effectively build and monetize your business network and create greater online visibility, as well as ways to position and implement digital tools to increase your sales, your network, and your site rank. And now, here's your profitability strategist and marketing maven, as well as our beloved zookeeper, Catherine B. Trainer. What excites you the most about the potential for networking using videos, podcasts, articles, and and being able to feed them into a yeah, group? So, like- so here's the deal. So let's let's just break this down if on a very real level. If you're over 40 or over 35, the way that we have grown up networking is you go to a networking event, you meet somebody that you might want to do business with, you then go to coffee and you sit across from each other for coffee and you shoot the shoot the breeze for a couple of hours, then you get right back in your car and you go right back onto your phone and you dive right back into an electronic environment. And at the end of the day, you might have a little bit of a better relationship with that person, but is that going to really generate business for you, leads and opportunities, leads and opportunities, the lifeblood of any company. You have to have enough people to talk to about your business or sales or there's nothing happening. You're just going to a bunch of coffee and you're going to be wired all day. Right. So the other thing that that doesn't really allow for is what to do when you meet somebody at an event and they live in Florida and I live in, in Los Angeles, you live up, 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 up north. Where, where does that leave all of those relationships? It leaves them kind of toast and in the water. So with digital networking, you know, we collapse all of that. So from, and I'll use myself as an example. I used to be the the Starbucks guy, right? Now, when I network with somebody, it's very easy. I get them on a Google Hangout just like this. I chat with them ahead of time and I say, look, I'll tell you what, we're going to talk about your business. We'll talk about my business a little bit. We'll record it. We'll put it on YouTube. We'll drop it into Dina and we'll drop a lead capture form in there. So if somebody wants to talk to either of us, they have the ability to put their name and phone number and email address in there and we'll get back to them within 24 hours now that blog post if you will when containing the video of us recording about each other's business the text that we write about in the lead capture form that becomes an asset that asset sits in the universe and now can work for both parties whereas before going to starbucks it doesn't really work for both parties what it does is it gives us a chance to you got to get ready. You got to drive there. You got to get get there. Now, if you want to pass a referral, I have to think about where the person's name is, what the person's phone number is. I have to be listening for that. But people are looking to buy stuff when they're online. That's why we're online, right? And so, I mean, one of the ways we even take that to an, the next level is by telling our 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 big clients and small clients alike, you need to have a mobile phone app about your business so that once somebody sees you online, indicates that they want to do business with you, you get them on the phone and you close the business. Now it's about retention and reactivation, so on and so forth. Now, if I, if I meet somebody online and they hire our organization, the last thing on the planet I want them to do is to ever go back to Google and try to find me again. 
I want them to be locked into me on their smartphone, in their pocket. No way, no how do I let them go back to Google. Most businesses forget that, right? They'll do a piece of business with somebody, they'll, they'll do a transaction, and then that's the end of it. And yeah, they might like them on Facebook and so on and so forth. But, you know, if, if for example, let me, let me use a, let me just use a real life example. Let's say you own a heating and air conditioning company, right? <laughs> you come out to my house and, or you come out to your house, Catherine, and they install a new air conditioner in your house. <laughs> and let's say a year from now, that air conditioner craps out. Mm-hmm. The likelihood that you are going to have their number at your fingertips is rare. So now you're going back online. You're going, I can't remember who did this, or I'm going back to my Visa card and I'm trying to find who I paid. I'm going back to anywhere where I can think where I might have, maybe I have a packet and a receipt somewhere in a file folder somewhere. But imagine if that heating air conditioner company, when they came out to your house, said, hey, download our phone up. And that way, if you ever need service, you ever need anything, it's one click and it'll indicate us and we'll be right back to your house like that. Is that worth going through the effort of learning how to to have a phone app? Of course it is. They're super inexpensive to have done. There's the shit. There's there's been a huge shift in two years it's, in the price and the sophistication of phone apps. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and so you know we really look at training people to do the right thing in the right order. And so often we see people doing the right things in the wrong order. And what that does is it sets up a scenario for entrepreneurs and business owners to be busy about being busy instead of about busy about doing business. So I'll give you an example. You know, we have a lot of people right now that are out on social media. They spend all day on social media claiming that they're doing business on social media, which is 90% crap, right? But they all go promote stuff that has no permanent residency anywhere, Right. So, for example, let's say they're going to go promote a book on Amazon. They'll go put a link on their to their Amazon link to the book and post on Facebook. Congratulations. That has a lifespan of about 10 minutes at best. Right. Whereas if you had done a blog post and created a video about the book that you're promoting on Amazon, drop it in a blog post with a link to Amazon. Now you get a Google ranking for that. You're getting some traction on that. Now you take that link to the blog post. That's what you post on Facebook so that you're driving people back to the blog. That's a permanent asset somewhere, not just being gone in 10 minutes. Exactly. So it's a shift. You know, business owners have, have two things. You either have time or money. And our, our job, our, our, um, our entire organization's focus is giving businesses their time back, giving them their freedom back. You know, it's kind of an oxymoron. I, I hear this with entrepreneurs all day long. Oh, I want to go out on my own. I'm getting rid of the man. I'm getting rid of my job so I can have time and freedom. Right? And then what happens is they work themselves into using all their hours and their resources and they're right back where they are. You know, speakers and coaches are a great example of this. Yeah. I want to be a coach. Okay, great. I can tell you exactly how much money you can make in a given year, period, space, space. And by the way, that's going to be required to give you take care of time because you're now trading time for cash, which means the only way for you to make more money is to raise your prices. And at some point, the market's going to bear down on you because you've raised them too high. And now you do have extra time because no one's hiring you. 
So it's a complete kind of oxymoron where people will say, I want to be out on my own and the freedom and I want to have be able to free and choose and all this stuff. And then they go right back into creating a business that requires their time in order to gain cash. And that's where the big problem is. Right. And then how many people do you hear? Because I, you're a referral expert. I have also some referral expertise because I worked with a social network analyst that actually did a study with a very large pharmaceutical company on why doctors give referrals. He used 8 billion data points to study. Um, they took all the data from doctor's offices for like 30 years on why they picked certain drugs, why they told other doctors about it, and then what the sales revenues were. So he did this, this whole side of it that it's really high complex math doctors and then he did a mirror study of movies restaurants and service companies which are high referral activity things and he narrowed it down to four factors as to why people gave referrals but we've seen a shift because of the way people use um, google and search the word of mouth referral has to be backed up with visibility online yeah i mean that's 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 it here let me give you the the easiest the easiest illustration of this business is done one of two ways word of mouth referral or the internet and if mm -hmm. it's on the internet great if it's a word of mouth referral is being validated on the internet i'll give you a great example in a couple of seconds here so Catherine, you move to los angeles you go casey you're totally networked i know you're totally networked i need a great OBGYN. I want to make this extreme so you so you guys understand my point here. And I have six says, kids, so what? I have six kids, you know, so Yeah. Exactly. I do. So, you know, I need so, a great I need a great one. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you come to Los Angeles to say I need an OBGYN. If I give you Dr. Jones number, the likelihood that you're gonna call her up and book an appointment and go in without doing any other research on her is crazy. You're gonna go to Google. Now let's say you go to Google and you find nothing on Dr. Jones, except maybe a profile at a hospital. Right. Then what's gonna end up happening is you're like, well now what happens, whatever else is on the page, you're gonna start clicking around. And pretty soon you're gonna lock into a doctor who's written hundreds of articles, done tons of video, has tons of reviews all over Facebook, all over LinkedIn, has, a, has a social reviews, people talking about her. That's the person that gets a job. Has no bearing or, or no, um, it doesn't matter how good of a doctor she is. No, that's right. That's it's just true. about the sheer value of content and does that content speak and create a trust point. You know, we we in in seminars, we we train our speakers and we and we ask ourselves like look, how many in the last 12 months, how many times have you bought a product or service having never been a prior customer of the company before based on TV? radio, billboards, yellow pages, newspaper, magazine. And we have about 1%. And then when we break it down and we say, what is it? Nine times out of 10, the 1% that raises their hand will, will say they did. They can't remember the product. They just think they did. Yeah. You know, we take our marketing advice from people that buy stuff. We, right. you know, we, we, I want my marketing research done by soccer moms. Right. They buy and you should never believe research that isn't behavioral based. Exactly. If you go anecdotally and you say, well, I'm watching TV and I'm watching all the, I see all these commercials and they're spending millions of dollars. It must work. No, it doesn't work. It irritates people. 
They don't remember. They associate things with the wrong products a lot of times. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Very I just, here's what, ineffective. Yeah, I mean, here's what I know. I know that people buy stuff online. Mm-hmm. When somebody is Googling something, for the most part, they are in a buying frame of mind. They're either looking to go out to eat or they're looking for the cheapest airline ticket or they're looking researching hotels or they're researching cruises or they're researching digital marketers or they're researching um, the best dog collar or they're researching why this lamp looks better in this room than they are buying mode. Right. Mm-hmm. When somebody's on even on Facebook, like I even love this when people are, are all talking about, oh, we sell on Facebook, we sell on on the social media things. Yes, that's correct. However, most people are not on Facebook with their wallet right next to their hand with their credit card going, I'm ready to buy something. Right. They're there to interact, to read about what their friends are doing. Getting, so so even even in a social networking environment i just don't think it's as effective when people don't that's not why they're there 100 percent. right well it's a customer i see it as a function of customer service you need to have visibility there interaction there if somebody has a problem they want to reach out to you you should have it together but as far as as creating a relationship and expecting people like my page interact with my page do this do this do this they don't give a crap they don't want to be doing that they don't need another job they want to look at their friend's picture they want to watch cat videos and they want to read articles and even people that are you know on a more interactive professional level they're not there you know specifically to help each other out or to, to to like this page like this page go to this event go to that event they have things to do we're busy or we want to goof around. That's the that is the the party you're going to. You know, like you you know, there's a barbecue kind of party, and there's a cocktail party, and then there's your boss's birthday party, and there's different ways you behave at all three of those. Absolutely, and, I, I and do that with the, the three biggies right now in the marketplace are Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Right? Facebook, yeah. you're at a barbecue. LinkedIn, you're at an office party, and Twitter, you're at a bar. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you can put your frame of mind into those things, then it's only about how do we maximize our time spent at the bar? How do we maximize our time spent at a barbecue? How do we maximize that time spent uh, in an office in an office environment? So, I mean, oh my gosh, I could go on an hour tirade. And then the best part is folks that have no business calling themselves an expert expert get on and call themselves a Facebook coach or a, a social media expert. And the reality is you go to their Facebook page and they have, you know, 200 fans. Right. And they posted once there in the last week. I mean, it's just crazy. Don't, that's a whole nother tangent. Yeah, we just, then we have the shoot the bull after we are allowed to shoot bulls and kill cows. Holy cow. Excellent. I love it. Okay. So you can save, save the rant for the, because we take the rant off the video because some people, people get a little animated. Ah, gestures, angry gestures. Don't want that. So as far as accelerating profits and results, I want to bring it back to if I if you have a local business or if you're doing transactional and you've previously gone to chamber events, networking events, because this was my background. I had a really successful mm-hmm. service company for many years. I was a member of the Chamber of Commerce. I went to networking groups, networking meetings. I, you know, I did yellow page marketing 
and I did trade shows and I did, um, you know, a lot of referral marketing. When you have a service company and depending on what your thing is, there's a barrier a lot of times. Um, you can call it the, the bad breath thing. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to sell a product that takes away bad breath, nobody likes giving that referral or dirty carpets or things like that. There are certain businesses where networking is difficult. Yep. Because it's hard. It's hard. People give a referral to make themselves look good. So you'd better be reliable. You'd better be dependable. You'd better be great to work with, or they're not going to take the risk of their reputation telling somebody else about it. Absolutely. And that's where creating that digital network, because people are privately searching for solutions to their problems, having them tagged properly, having them optimized. And even if you're a local business, you know about, you know about Google Places and Facebook Places pages. Those can also be posted with links to DNET. Absolutely. An article about that because if when you are on your cell phone out driving around or, and you're searching for local things, the first things that come up are the map listings, and the map listings are based on the activity and the and the search juice that's on those places pages, and having a powerful backlink right to that places page is will help you get up higher where you're at the top of the listings of those maps having a video on there, having, a, you know, things like that. For if you were having a service company, just traditional networking and relying on, on word of mouth, you know, there's, there's more, you need to be using the digital assets. If I had a service company, the first thing I would do is I would invest in uh, cameras for all the service techs. And every time they go out to, out to a, a, a home or a business to provide the service, at the end, I would simply say, hey, you know what? We, we love testimonials. Would you, be willing to give, would you be willing to give our service or our, our organization a testimonial? Mm -hmm. Bam, turn the camera on. Give them a testimony if they have their own business or if, they, if they're part of their own network. Say, hey, I'd love to promote what you, what you do as well. Have them do a quick 30-second thing. Come in, drop it in on, on YouTube so that when somebody goes to your YouTube channel or they come visit you online, you've done your job in answering one simple question. Why you? Yeah, exactly. Think about it. And it's about it. Think about it, Catherine. If you get your air conditioner done and the air conditioner website has 5,000 testimonials on it, it's total overkill, yes, but you won't even watch any of them. You just simply look at it and go, if they have 5,000 testimonials, I'm in. Right. And then you don't have to worry either because there's SEC or FTC rules for testimonials. You have to be careful how they're done, but if they're done on a video like that, as long as their people aren't making health claims like you heal the most cancer or something, you can have somebody do a testimonial video about how happy they are and, and you know, that you didn't mess their stuff up and you didn't make their carpet dirty. And, you know, it was the middle of the night and it was 100 degrees and they were, you were so hot and they were right out there. Things like that are yeah, I mean, let me give you an example. I mean, if you're an if you are a retail location, so one of one of our clients is a bridal shop, and they had really no internet presence whatsoever. And so the first thing we did was we said you're going to clear out a corner every time somebody comes in and tries on a dress or has an experience. You're gonna push them in the corner, turn on the camera like it's a like it's a, like it's a little. Um, yep. 
secret booth. If they agree to it, you take that video, you drop it on YouTube, you take that video, you drop it on DNet, you drop it on your website. Now they're literally using the customers that come in the store as marketing for their business online and it just drives a massive amount of foot traffic because you're getting real people talking about the business. People at this point know when you're fake or not. So, you know, if you're doing, if you have a retail location, to me, that's the best thing. You clear out six or seven square feet of space, plop up a camera, call it a day. Yeah. And make a neighborhood group. This is, I work with a chamber of commerce and they've, one of the things we've got some big, big malls coming in that are going to just annihilate the local businesses. And I said, what you need to do is have, cause they've got these cute little local town center businesses that are nice businesses. I said, you need to each do a video. This is the restaurant. This is the bookstore. This is this, this is that. And then put a playlist together and share it on all of your websites so that when somebody has a little destination thing, they want to go out for lunch. Well, while we're here, we'll stop at the bookstore and we'll do da 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 Absolutely. know about that. And then for people that aren't technical, maybe they don't know how to do a hangout like this, you can, you can use your cell phone. Just... Here's the thing. If you don't know how to do a Google Hangout, I only have one word for you. Learn. Yeah. I mean, here, let's just break this down to the reality. Right now, we have an entire generation that's being raised, and they don't know anything different than the latest, greatest technology. I have, at this point, I have a three-year-old goddaughter, and she's absolutely an amazing kid. And the only time I've ever, ever seen her throw a temper tantrum like it, I, I didn't think that level of sound could come out of a human being. Right. <laughs> she was angry because she was watching SpongeBob up on a TV screen, and she went up and tried to swipe the commercials oh. away like it's an iPad. Right. And couldn't. Couldn't. No. You know, our focus groups, we use 15-year-olds. So we have a group of 15-year-olds that we go to. We want to know how they're buying, how they're how they're influencing those buying decisions, right? You got about a 1,000 days until the 15-year-olds turn 18. If yeah. you're running a localized shop, you better hope that you can figure out how to communicate where they are and bring them and the people they influence in buying decisions into your store. And there are a lot of people that three, four, five years from now are going to be really um, scrambling because they did not do what is necessary today to capture the rep presence online. We're going to do, we're going to do a series on millennials. Yeah. Because I have one of my scientists is a millennial expert and I've got an author who's also just tremendous, tremendous millennial program. Plus I have six kids and they're all millennials are 28 to 17. Oh, I found out this is super funny. My son is 18 and his, cause we're doing all these on YouTube videos and I'm getting really pumping my channel. Mm-hmm. He's got 200 videos on his YouTube channel and some of them have over 50,000 views. They've got, he's got a whole collection of them that have between 30 and 50,000 views. That's, that's awesome. So the bar is high, but this is how, they, <laughs> yeah. this is how they interact. And this is how they showcase what they know. And they also use videos for collaboration and uh, training how to, how to learn, you know, one of them, he does his on video games. And yeah. I mean, I mean, look, here's, here's, here's the reality. The reality is that, um, you know, right now, 
in the present time. So whenever you're watching this right now, Facebook is kind of like the big giant social media. Twitter's about to go public and um, you know, they're banking that Twitter's going to be around for a while. Well, I wish that I had all my hours back of posting stuff on MySpace and Friendster. Mm. I wish I had those back because I spent so much time. Where are we going to be three years from now, five years from now? You and I can't tell. We've got an entire group of kids coming up through the pipeline that are going to be sitting in their college dorm rooms trying to figure out the latest, greatest thing. So the best we can do is go where we know fundamentally things aren't going to go away from the Internet. Yeah. It might change in the places we communicate, but the overall basis of the internet is not going anywhere, you know? And, and so it's just that thing where you gotta, you gotta participate. If you don't, you're going to have a problem. It's just, it's just a reality. It is. And and if you don't think that, that millennials are your customers, they're, you're going to have to employ them. They're going to, they're going to try to hire you. I mean, Oh yeah, they they are. If you don't, you know, I I speak at a lot of big giant events, right. right? And I am always amazed at these big events that the youngest age in the room, almost across the board, is like thirty five. Right. I, I, I will take that back. I spoke at the Las Vegas DJ show, so there's a plug for the <laughs> Las Vegas DJ show. This is DJs, right? DJs. You would think this is like the young person's crowd. The youngest guys in the room, there were three of them from 18 to 21 years old. Everybody else was 40 and above. And the three guys that sat in the front row had their video cameras up, their recording devices up. They had iPads going that were recording and they just sat there and they were recording the entire show. They didn't even care what I was actually talking about. They knew that I was a speaker there. They were recording it so they could promote that online and drive people that were looking at DJs and DJ shows, optimize and capturing the business. And then if they didn't like the business or they didn't like the leads or the leads came for a show that was out of their geographic area then they mm-hmm. sold them to somebody that was in in the area that they wanted and took a piece out the center these yeah. i mean it was brilliant yeah and they're networked and that's that's what i've i've learned because they have the five five boys and they do those war games yep and when back 10 years ago when they were all in house we had four computers set up networked and they would they would team up and they would have one person as a spy in another person's group and then they had two people playing the game and then they had one floater who would bring snacks and then go tell them this person's doing this this person's doing that this person's doing that and they annihilated everybody they won all the time but they're used to Grouping up, planning things together, strategizing, solving problems, failing, failing, and failing, and failing, and it doesn't bother them because they're used to a digital network where you try it and it doesn't work. And if you're doing these digital content, you or you do a blog post, and not everybody just falls in love with it, and even though it's the best thing you've ever written, that's okay. Put it out there anyway. Keep putting things out there and putting things out there and putting things out there. It's not a, it, you know, it's, it's a, a thing that has to be repeated. 
it's it is lead generation. You know, it's it's really interesting. The lifeblood of any business are are really leads. People to talk to about the uh, about the business, sell to, really. And what's been really interesting as a journey is there are people that understand digital marketing and digital networking. The leads part is not the problem. It's the fulfillment and the implementation. Right. It's the follow up on the leads that come back. Right. If you're if if you're a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, or even a small business, and you start making a hundred leads, two hundred, five hundred leads a day, pretty soon what you're going to run into is like, oh my gosh, if I can't scale fast enough, what's going to happen is you're going to lose a lot. You're going to leave a lot of business on the table because you lose your dependability. That's why the Groupon put so many businesses in jeopardy because they would bring them a big flood of business at a discount price. They can't fulfill just basic levels of customer service. And so instead of somebody being introduced to their business in a positive way, it's a negative. We had that happen in Los Angeles. We we um, we actually recommended a, a sushi restaurant we were doing some work for. We recommended that they did not do Groupon, but they got sucked in by the brilliance of the concept. And it literally almost brought them to their knees because yeah. the way the cash flow worked and then the period, all these people came in and wanted sushi. They didn't have the cash yet to go buy the fish. So then they were it turned into a scramble. So you're exactly right. Right. And that's one of the things that I do is I work with profitability. Not only having great marketing, but also looking at how your business scales and are you retaining your employees and are you focusing on the things that are going to generate the best profits and not just sales revenue and things that you can scale. Because if you can't do that, you're, do you're done. Absolutely. Or if you're spending all your time doing things and that's very low value, um, low profit things like my, my service company uh, was running between 60 and 70% profit margin because of the way that I managed it and uh, still in operation today, still successful. I got out of it and sold it, but um, that kind of thinking has to be built into whatever you're doing. If you're a consultant, a coach, what is the most important thing that you can do right now to get the most results? And that is digital networking, KC. Absolutely. You ain't going to get a fight from me. I agree. Yeah. And targeting, this is who I want to work for. That's the, you know, I don't want to just work for everybody. That's, I think, the other thing with online marketing that people get sucked into is just creating a lot of traffic instead of looking at, do I want to reach the exact customers that are going to be likely to do business with me? They're going to like me. I'd rather, or having a big, huge mailing list, I'd rather have a 2,000 person mailing list of people that actually care about what I have to say and it's not an irritation and they find value in it than 100,000 and it's going right there and I'm going to ever look at it. Yeah, I mean, I, I could care less about traffic. It's it's funny. I, I operate in a space where I work with a lot of people that are really into traffic and matrix and all that stuff. And at the end of the day, it's so about conversions and traffic. But for me, I could care less about any of that. I, I want people to do business with. Well, it's about conversions. Conversions, just the traffic part of it. Is a, is a mistake to focus on it. You've got to, the people that are super successful in internet marketing or any marketing are successful at fine tuning their conversions. And that's the same thing uh, with our local marketing and our, and our marketing with DNET 
The conversions is when you have the opt-in form or the contact form at the bottom of your blog post and it says, if you want to connect with me and find out more, or if you want a free consultation, or if you think that I, I'm not right, the right person, but I probably know who can help you, contact me and we'll work directly with you. That's a conversion. Mm -hmm. That moves somebody to the next step. And that's, that's, that's more powerful than just the eyeballs and just the visits. Absolutely. It's that, call, it's that call to action. So Casey, we just went right through all the stuff we were going to talk about. Awesome. Skipped question three, which we can end with. And that is as a human being, and a wonderful person, what's your favorite way to make the world a better place? Or what's your favorite cause or project that you'd like to focus? What, what, share your heart. Yeah, you know, I mean, Catherine, it's, it's for me, it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting question. I mean, you know, I live my life with one real simple purpose, and that is to leave this planet a better place than when I got here. And I try to do that at every single step, every single opportunity that I can. And so the causes that I support have almost across the board some variation of trying to make the planet a better place for people and things that come after us. Oh, um, you know, that tends to be my, that tends to be my, my focus. I, I'm, uh, really concerned about the oceans. I grew up on the water and, and, and I'm really concerned about, uh, the planet and, and our oceans and the ecosystem that's around that. Uh, I think that we as a society are contributing to the demise of the planet by as much trash and garbage. You know, I was just, I was just telling a business partner of mine this morning that, that I bought a plastic cup to go to Starbucks with. And, mm -hmm. and I have to literally train new Starbucks baristas because they, even though I've written the drink on the side of it, they always want to use those cardboard sleeves to mark the drink. And I'm like, no, I have the cup because I don't want that cardboard going in the trash. Uh -huh. So, you know, it's the, I believe that there are, I, I believe that, that we all are, on the planet and if we make small simple adjustments everybody making small adjustments can have a huge impact you know i learned uh, this i know this is going to be a total wackadoodle thing but uh, i read that if 10,000 people would unplug their coffee maker in their house if it has a digital blinking light if you unplug that at night if 10,000 people did that on a daily basis that we would be able to power something like 10,000 homes for six months. Mm. That's how much electricity, even though it's a small little thing. So, so for me, those are the type of things I support. I support education program. The other thing I'm a, I'm a huge, uh, I, I support fully is the, anything that brings people to equality, whether that's in a race environment, whether that's in a sexuality environment, whether that's in a sexism environment, what I tend to, to support causes that really start with the premise that people are always created, that everybody is created equal and we all have a, a, the same shot. Yeah. And we, we may have circumstances that, that have put us in a position with, we may have to make some different choices and some different environments, but really, Catherine, my heart is with the oceans and helping people just be better people. Mm -hmm. 
And that comes from connection. Yeah, absolutely. You know, really connecting with people and and really seeing them that they're more than their container. There's something precious and valuable inside each one of us. Absolutely. And and when you stop and you talk to people and you take the time to really just not just, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. How are you? Blah, 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 blah. And you're thinking only about what you use in your head and what you can do next. Really, really paying attention. It may, Little things like that make a big difference in people's lives. It's the same as, you You know, those are called vampire appliances. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah. When they when they actually suck, suck energy when they're not on. Yep, exactly. Appliance. There's so many vampire people that are just... Oh. All the time, and I don't want to be that way. I How was be- that? <laughs> <laughs> You've never had an interview like this. No, not at all. You haven't. So this is great. We're going to let you shoot the bull in a little bit. But Casey Everhart, DNETV.com is a great place to connect with you. You're yeah. also IdealNetworker.com. Yep. You're also Casey D. Eberhardt on Facebook. Yep, and my Facebook fan page is just facebook.com forward slash Casey fan, C-A-S-E-Y fan. Casey fan. And Twitter? Uh, Twitter doesn't like me at the moment. Oh, you in Twitter jail? I'm in Twitter jail. Okay, well, I love you anyway. <laughs> it's okay, we won't judge you. Please don't. Uh, we otherwise got a big problem. If they don't uh, respect the digital rights, then we're going to send them to the circus, not the zoo. Exactly. So, thank you, Casey, and uh, we'll enjoy the shoot the bull, but I appreciate your time, and it's been great to talk with you about the exciting things happening with DNET and the things uh, coming forward. I'm, I am... Uh, beyond happy to be working with you well i am thrilled and what you're doing for uh business owners catherine is just fantastic and anything that we can do to support you we're here 100 percent. great all right bye everyone thank you for visiting the big business zoo and our speaker series increase your sales network and site rank today's podcast featured how to build and monetize your business network and the importance of online visibility with today's guest casey eberhardt if you love what we had to share today check out the show notes page where there are links references and a free gift provided by our speaker a transcript as well as a video version of today's guest are also available on the show notes page Please note, Shoot the Bull podcast episodes, due to their candid nature, are available only to subscribers at bigbusinesszoo.com. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please subscribe to our channel, leave a review, and share it with your friends, and we will continue to bring you the best, most useful information and resources possible. You can also find more videos, articles, resources, and other podcasts for this series on bigbusinesszoo.com, dnettv.com, Podcast Alley, and iTunes. You can connect with our beloved zookeeper, profitability strategist, and marketing maven, Catherine B. Trainer, on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and BigBusinessZoo.com. We make our videos and podcasts as shareable as possible, but please use digital rights respect for the content created here, or you could be banished from the zoo to the circus with the other clowns. This has been a production of Big Business Zoo Media, part of Big Business Zoo, LLC.